You are now listening to the Trending Topics podcast series with your host, yours truly, Trey Hendon. Now I'm the one who pay the bonds and all the lawyer fees. They gon' try to take advantage of your loyalty. Drag my name all through the dirt, they try to soil me. In this kingdom, teach my son, he come from royalty. My brother gone, now he can't hop inside this royce with me. How I keep escaping death like he avoiding me. He was in my head and I trip every time. time them voices speak. Uh, uh. Yeah, that Polo G Herbo collab is Ghost Feather. I ain't even gonna lie, but yeah, man, I ain't even gonna lie. Something that's been on my mind lately, something that's really been on my mental, has been grinding my gears, is this term self-made. I don't really get that. Um, specifically, I'm not gonna name names. I just don't watch the documentaries, but it's kind of really got them on my skin because self-made. I don't get that because just to start off, you got on this earth because God decided to bring you here, and it took two people to bring you here. So. God plus two people, that's not, <laughs> you starting off already behind, you're not self-made, so it took them, and then it took people to raise you, regardless if your mom or dad did that or not, somebody did it, like it took a village to raise you, it always takes a village to raise a child, so you just see that within the communities, you see people that are taking care of these kids, that are bringing them up the right way, that are really giving back, that are really kind of the heart and soul of these communities, but I'm going to keep it a buck with you, that's kind of missing from the black community, that's missing from our community, at least growing up, like, now I, I i don't see it as much because i see it in the hispanic communities i see a bunch of people living in the homes of hispanic communities i see extended family living at homes they're very close-knit they work their butts off they really work their tails off and then they go own something they go buy homes they go buy blocks they go buy stores restaurants they go and get construction companies they really go and do their thing you feel me and then the jewish people i saw this jewish guy on tiktok talking to this black man he said hey you see this $20, you would never see this in your life. And the black dude made a face. And then the Jewish guy was like, no, not like that. Not like you won't ever make it. But I'm going to go spend this money at a, a Jewish restaurant. That restaurant's going to go deposit that money to a Jewish bank. And then that Jewish bank is going to go give me a, a loan to go buy a home and then go own more land and buy more property um, kind of within our community, essentially building it up. So he's basically saying like that dollar is going to circulate within their community. And then not only that dollar, but those opportunities, that education, those things that they have access to, they'll have that within their community as well. The Asian community, they have their stores, they have their restaurants, they have their boutiques, they have their hair salons, nail shops. But guess who's working in them? They're people. They're literally hiring their own people to go and work in those shops or giving them the opportunity. They're taking care of their own people. I had this white teammate. He graduated with me back in uh, 2021. He was like, yeah, my dad gave me a stock portfolio of uh, $20,000 for my graduation gift. So what'd you get? I was like, <laughs> what did I get? I got a degree for free. <laughs> That's what I got. You know, the scholarship. Thanks. But yeah, no, I mean, you just see that um within the community they're taking care of each other and then he went to go work for his dad and then obviously getting that opportunity to do that put that on your resume get that kind of experience and get that hands-on experience and get that knowledge and expertise from your father like he's been able to pass that down because he has that successful business um to obviously bring you up in so why are we not doing more of that within the black community why are these black dads not being able to go and be entrepreneurs and build these businesses and kind of put these monies into these trust funds so it like basically is getting scrubbed of taxes is getting scrubbed of liability like you can really get that away and off the record not off the record but it's just really helping you is tax benefits like a lot of people owning real estate a lot of people are getting these write-offs because they're owning things like they have these assets to pass down generation to generation that's the generational wealth that's that generational knowledge that these communities are getting 
that work ethic, that opportunity, like that we don't always get. We don't get that education because if you don't know, you don't know. So how are we supposed to know how to start a business if we never even heard of an LLC? How are we supposed to start a business if we don't even know the loan process of how to apply for one? How do we even start a business if our own credit isn't even where it's supposed to be and we just been told to utilize a credit card for emergencies our entire lives? So when you kind of start behind the eight ball just in education, when you don't know these certain things to financial literacy and get into the spot that you want to be in life, not only like now, but for your future self, not just with your 401k, not just with your Roth IRA, that's great for when you're 60. But if you are serious, if you want to retire early, 40, 45, 30s, earlier than that, you really gonna have to hone in. <laughs> you gonna have to hone in because it's just certain you got to take care of your own expenses you really got to live below your means you got to lower your expenses and up your income it's obviously a simple equation but it's things that you can really do that you don't think you can do that you can really get to the spot that you're in um so i just really talk about that and i just don't see that within our own community and i really do want to see more of that i want to see more entrepreneurship i want to see more businesses being owned and passed down family to family i want to see more opportunities right after college for kids to go and just work for their dad's company because it's a reputable business and not just you know something that's just a joe schmo crab shack you feel me so it's something that's actually gonna be something you want to put on your resume something that'll propel you for your future and your career um and then knowing these things and then not only just knowing these things but passing these resources along to the future generations having these seminars because i really want to get into having these talks one day i don't even know what i want to call it i don't want to call myself a motivational speaker i don't know advisor consultant whatever you want to do but i just want to go talk to kids in schools like middle school kids and in these neighborhoods that really don't know anybody, that don't know the importance of credit scores, that don't know the importance of like investing money, that don't know that like it's not like they gotta go invest it now. It's not like they gotta go have a, a six figure job like right now, but the things that they're doing now with mowing lawns, with taking garbage out, with getting allowances, with selling lemonade, with doing candy bars, like however they wanna get their hustle on as a kid, you know, just being able to understand the value of money and what that can do for their future and their opportunity in this world so there's a lot of people that don't know and that's my thing because i didn't know for the longest time i didn't know until i went to school i didn't even know my undergrad years because i tried to do finance <laughs> for undergrad and i was like nah this is too hard and i did marketing <laughs> it was fit my personality i ain't even gonna lie but then i got to grad school and i was like mm, i'm gonna be here a little bit let me do finance so i put my big boy pants on and got my mba with the emphasis in finance but I really wanted to know what the economy was. I wanted to know how the world works. I wanted to know not only how capitalism works in the United States, I wanted to learn how the foreign market works. I was just inquisitive. So that's one thing you do always have to be is inquisitive and always wanting to learn. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I just want to say that first and foremost, because working at this company that I'm working at, I am never the smartest in the room. <laughs> I'm not going to say never, but that's just how I personally feel. You feel me? Because I always see these people talking about things that I don't know about. And it's not that I'm not as intelligent because I'm not like within that realm, within that jargon. I don't have that expertise. I guarantee if I was doing the same thing for 10, 15 years, I know exactly what I was talking about. I know exactly the language I was using, the acronyms, all of that nature. But, you know, to somebody that's as green as me, you know, it's not... That's not like common knowledge. It's not thing. I mean, there's the processes they're speaking are common knowledge. The things that I understand to be business process, to be initiatives, to be um, key planning, project management items. Like I understand those things, but it's just certain things that they're saying that I always do learn. I pick up on every single day. So that's one thing that has humbled me, and also just 
not thinking that I was the smartest in the room in college either. Obviously, you have other people in there that know things, not just in college, but going to work. I work at my uncle's restaurant. I go serve, and then I just talk to people all day. I love talking to people because you never know what you're going to learn, whether that be a tidbit of information, whether that be a historical fact, whether that be something that just nudges you in the direction that you will need to go. Because you may be thinking about something, and then you may just like, tell that to somebody you may just like give it up throw it out in an elevator pitch and then somebody may be like hey i think you should do this and then they give you a spark <laughs> not only a spark they give you that creativity that you needed that extra push you needed to go take that extra step and then not only you do that you go see what mistakes other people have made so you don't make those same mistakes along the way like i said you want to be an entrepreneur you're going to be the owner you're going to be the businessman you're going to be the man making the decisions you got to be there when it's good bad through it all like you feel me when the money's good, when the money's bad, when you owing and you don't know if you're going to be able to pay your employees this month or are you really going to have to take out another loan, second mortgage. Things that <laughs> I'm not recommending none of this, you feel me, but I'm just telling you like these things can happen. Like this is just like it can be worst case scenario. I always like to think worst case scenario and I think it's a great thing to have within my head, especially wanting to be an entrepreneur because I try to think about things that happen before they happen. Obviously, you can't prepare for everything. This is life god's in control i am not so you can only prepare for whatever you see within that 24 hours and then what you can kind of like forecast and um learn from history that's one thing i can say learn from history then learn from other people's mistakes because you don't live long enough to make every single mistake in a book you feel me and then that just goes along to being self-made how am i self-made once i go and obtain this financial freedom that i'm going to obtain my goal is to retire by 40 i'm putting that out there but i just want to know how that makes me self-made because I got the knowledge and expertise from the people along the way. So without that knowledge and expertise, I, I'm not self-made. I didn't have that knowledge on my own. I didn't go read books all day. And then guess what? Even if I go read a book, somebody probably recommended it to me. And if nobody recommended it to me, guess where I probably Googled it and then found like, oh, this is a great book for that. Guess who? Guess what? Somebody wrote that article. <laughs> so somebody wrote that article. You got help from somebody else, bro. Like get this self-made thing out of your network. Get this out of your vocabulary because you get that out of your vocabulary, you really essentially open yourself up to help. You open yourself up to people that are experts in the areas that you need help in. P. Diddy said it, bro. he said, I'm not a millionaire just to be rich. He said, I'm a millionaire to buy my time back. He said, I literally use my money to go and pay people to go do the things that I want to get executed so I can have my time to have my creative freedom. And that's something that I love. I want to be able to afford other people's time so I can go buy my own time back essentially to go and do things that I want to do and exercise my creative freedom. And I don't think y'all understand that because me affording somebody else's time means that I'm paying somebody else to do the things that I need to get done so I can go and do more, essentially. I can go and do more. The bare necessities, the bare things that I need to do, I can pay somebody else to do. And the money that I'm making is essentially profitable enough for me not only to pay somebody, but to still reap the benefits of it afterwards. That is the goal. That is the goal. You feel me? So when you get your own time back, you can't put a price tag on that. I'm kind of sick that people do talk crap about people that want to live at home and then work and save money because I just spent $16,000 in rent at this previous apartment um, that I just lived in for 12 months. So I spent $16,000 that I could have saved if I lived with my parents. If my parents lived up here, I definitely would have lived with them, but they don't live near me. So I didn't get a chance to do that. And then, you know, those random things that you buy or need food, whatever like that gets bought with the apartment that you don't realize you need until you're on your own. Yeah. So throw another four grand on top of that. Plus, like maybe food. Obviously, I would have bought my own food, cooked and did stuff with them and that. But that just mitigates some expenses. You feel me? I just say I would have saved at least twenty thousand dollars 
minimally if my parents if I were to live with my parents. So that's utilizing your resources. I would definitely do that in a heartbeat because that's going to put you ahead to the spot that you want to be in. Like right now, we have a six month lease in this apartment. The rent is only one thousand and twenty dollars. That is it. That is literally it. And then that's you got Amber on top of that. Water's included. Um, and then Wi-Fi and all the other stuff. But like splitting that, considering that our rent was just going to go up to about sixteen hundred before expenses, before like utilities. Nah, yeah. So living below my means, I just got a pay raise. And then I also got my annual bonus. So getting these large lump sums of money back to back is kind of like, dang, you should go and enjoy that. You should go buy some. Nah, bro, I want to invest it. I just want to pay my car off for the rest of this year. I don't pay no earth car payments for the rest of this year. So every other paycheck I get, I'm saving $500. So I get that back in my pocket and July through December, I'm not paying rent because I'm getting relocated for work. So I'm going to go do that and save money in that nature too. So also while I'm here, I'm saving money, splitting rent with a roommate is saving money. So when I do this for these couple months, I'm only going to be doing this for four months. And then I get to go and move in July. So the six month lease kind of actually benefited me instead of signing another 12. But, you know, just living below my means, regardless of the fact that I just got a pay increase, regardless of the fact that I just got more money, more cash flow in, doesn't change my mindset. I don't have to worry about a car payment for the rest of the year. I invested a good, healthy amount of that in the stock market as well, in my 401k as well. And then I still have some left over that I'm looking to invest potentially buying some vending machines to get into some passive income. I was thinking about ATMs, but ATMs, you kind of got to go through more banks, more litigation. Um, with a vending machine, obviously, you just got the money in there. You take it in. I eventually want to own like laundromats, car washes, things of that nature, just things that are passive income, bro. Like it's just these things are just so common knowledge. We use them on a daily day basis and they're always in the underdeveloped neighborhoods. Why are the laundromats and the Dollar Tree is always in the hood? How come they're never in the upscale neighborhoods? How come the rich people don't want to go to laundromats? Why are we only profiting off of people that are below the poverty line or that are middle class that don't have a washer and dryer at home? Why is that the thing? You feel me? So I don't know. Instead of just utilizing it and then having that within that community, you can own it and make money on it. Because I used to use laundromat when my mom was growing up as a kid. Shoot, I used laundromat for time time in college. You feel me? So it ain't like I'm above it. I always didn't use it growing up. I always used it. I always knew what it was. Used dry cleaners all the time. But why not own it? It's always gonna be a necessity. It's always gonna be a need. People are gonna wear clothes. People are gonna need to wash their car. People are gonna need things of that nature. I don't need to go and provide products. <laughs> you feel me? I don't need to go provide products. I can provide services. I can provide services that are repeatable and then pay these people that are there a healthy amount so they can be happy at work. But then also I'm still making a profit. You pay one or two people to work a car wash and then you're just getting money. You get a vending machine and you just get a membership at Sam's Club and then you stock that thing up. And then guess what? You can stock it up a couple times with one trip to Sam's Club. You reap all the benefits of that. You put it in a location that's trusted, a barbershop, somebody you know, a bowling alley, whatever it may be, a mall, school, however you want to shake it. Like you just got to go talk to people. You That's another thing you can't be afraid to do. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to own things. You got to be able to express how you feel and not in the most intellectual manner, but really just be able to get your point across. You feel me? You don't have to go and use big words. You don't have to go use words that just make you sound smarter. You could just really have to convey your thoughts. That is literally it. Like I said, it goes back to not being the smartest in the room. You're not going to be, especially you don't want to be if you're an entrepreneur. If I'm owning a vending machine and I've been doing it a couple of years and I see somebody else that owns something else that's bigger than a vending machine, but it's still a passive income, I'm like, oh, hey, how'd you do this? 
because I want to know. I want to learn. Maybe you're not doing in the machines. Maybe you're doing the ATM thing. Maybe you're investing in foreign accounts. I don't know, but you may be doing something that I can learn about, or you may just know something that I need to know about in the future that'll help me out. And that's one thing that I never take, or I never think I'm above. I can learn from a homeless person. I'll talk to anybody. I can talk to a fly in the wall. I can talk to the wall. <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. I think you just got to really be receptive to learning and don't think that you know everything because I don't, I want to learn to the day I die. I don't really care. Like I want to know everything so I can pass that knowledge on. And I only pass that knowledge on like you can win arguments. People don't realize that like the more you actually genuinely know, the more you actually research and know that's facts, you can win arguments. But in this day and age, I don't really know if that's true because people that are just ignorant just like to continue to be ignorant. They don't want to listen to your point of view. Even if you are spin facts, they hear you though. They hear you. They may not give you that kudos that you write right in that moment, but they hear you. They'll learn. I don't know if they're going to change. You feel me? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to change, but they'll learn. They'll hear you. So that's just something that you really got to realize. You got to be able to not only obtain that knowledge, but then give that back. Um, be able to give that back in some capacity because the things that I'm learning, the small things that I'm learning now from the people that I'm interacting with, my insurance agent, um, about to start my LLC, talking to my homie about that because he already has his. There's things that you like go through along the process so you don't make those steps you don't take those same hiccups you feel me um i was talking to my friend and he was telling me about what he did when he started renovating his first home and things that he would redo things that he would like do first and i'm like okay thank you because that's going to help me out when i start doing my own walkthroughs and i'm looking for homes that are like reputable homes that can have value that i can put some forced equity into you know that i can really put some elbow grease into that's worth it um, and then have that kind of perspective for somebody that already did it. I'm not about to just say, oh, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. I'm self-made. I did this. This is Hendon Homes. I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm all this and that. But no, I want to learn. <laughs> I want somebody to come in and be like, yeah, no, nah, this is a great buy. Like you could do this. I'll be under somebody's wing, even if I'm making these big purchases. Even if I do, when I do, I'm not going to say if because you got to speak into assistance. When I do become a great real estate mogul, like I'm still going to listen to other people in my industry, close friends that are in my circle, because that's the kind of circle I want. That's the kind of circle I want to create. That's the kind of people I want around me because that's the in life and environment that I want. You can't just get where you want to be if with the same circle like if you're not seeing no progress if you're not seeing no growth if you don't have nobody pushing you because either they're directly pushing you or they're pushing you because they're actually working they ass off themselves then you know you're not gonna have no motivation you're not gonna really get to the places you want to be because you're just gonna be cool with doing the same old same old every day you're gonna be cool with being in your hometown living there raising your kids there marrying somebody you met in seventh grade cool that's great i'm not talking bad about that like everybody's life is different but that's just the american dream <laughs> that's just the thing everybody wants to do that everybody just that's easy that's that's making the decision out of fear well what if i do go move and i go bankrupt what if i do go move and i start this business and then i do like fail what if i just really can't do it what if it's just hard and i'm hard and away from my family i just can't do it it's just stop making decisions out of fear People make so many decisions out of fear and miss out on so many things in life. You do that, bro. You're not going to enjoy life to the fullest. You're really going to live with regret later on. And then, honestly, you're just going to be down bad about it. Because why continually do the same thing expecting a different result? You think God is going to... It's not Fortnite. God not about to just drop you off a care package in the middle of your life in the map and just be like, yep, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Here's a... here's a He's going to bless you, you feel me? He's going to take care of you when you take the proper steps and the actionable steps on earth. Because I really do feel like we have paths here on this earth that we can take 
that God allows us and affords us the ability to by waking us up every day. But it's about the choices that we make every day to kind of get us down certain paths. Um, a lot of people want to take the path that's easy, the path that's treaded on. And in the wise words of Robert Frost, I like to take the path that's less traveled by. Um, I like to take the path that's a little bit harder because I'm not going to lie. I didn't know how to explain it when sometimes I'm walking out of work or I'm just walking into work and I want to call somebody or I want to text somebody or I want to snap. Like I really want somebody like there to talk to or like to experience this with or like really to understand the feelings I'm feeling, the anxiety or whatever that I'm just going through in that moment, like or just the happiness or whatever is happening that day. I don't I don't know exactly who to call i don't know exactly who to talk to that will understand the exact feeling the exact position that i'm in in this life and that's and that's perfect because god wants me to talk to him because don't nobody under else understand don't nobody else get it would nobody else get it because i mean god didn't brought me through it he didn't bless me with it so why wouldn't he understand so i got to talk to him more about that when I'm feeling those kind of ways, when you're feeling those kind of ways, when you just feel alone in the position that you're in and you're thinking, dang, ain't nobody else dealing with this. Ain't nobody else going through this. You know, talk to God about it because he knows he's the one that <laughs> he knows you're going through it. You know, and I feel you. So you got to really talk to him and, and get that out because I do want to go talk to other people. I'm like, dang, would they understand? Can I get a can I get some help? Can they calm me down? Like, blah, blah, blah. I call my dad all the time. That's my go to homie talking about work and just talking about life. And our relationship definitely has uh, has grown. And definitely it's a beautiful thing now. Um, definitely being grown because you understand and realize a lot. And it's crazy. I will. I keep giving him kudos. I give my dad his flowers every single day. It's not like a one time thing. I'm not prideful about nothing. He always tell me you understand when you're older. And I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely do. Not only just about like, you know, how the real world is and how life actually is and how it goes down, but just things about like being a dad. I'm not a dad, but I'm a dog dad. And I just see this mug not listening, but I can't even compare that to like an actual life, like a a human life that he had to raise at the age that he did so oh like i said i continually give him kudos for that because i do learn just like how life is how the real world works and how you really have to move in this world and operate not only yourself but the family you want to create the the life you want to live the all that like you know you really have to be intentional about that if you just let it happen to you it'll just happen to you <laughs> and, and then like life will just keep happening You'd be like why is this huh you look up 15 years later and you in the same spot and you wonder why because you didn't make any new decisions you were just fearful that you'd fail like why not me why can't i be a real estate mogul why can't i be a great businessman why can't i be an entrepreneur why can't i do that? like why why do you always think that it's a negative because i've always learned whether you can or you can't you're right <laughs> i mean they have a bunch of different quotes about it essentially like you're either going to do it or you're not so you're going to be successful in there or you're not so you're just as equal on this side of fear that you would be on the other side of fear if you just tried it like and you like i said you only get one life so why not try it because i don't want to sit there and regret and be like dang yeah and no, i wish i would have started that business because guess what if i do start this business and it goes under and it fails i still have two degrees i can go get a job wherever whenever like i can wait i mean you know i got savings and investments built up so i don't have to go and just get but if i wanted to go do this like i said if i just was down bad on my butt and i wanted to go get another job i could like if my business failed cool this is a great time to do it. i don't have no kids i don't have no responsibilities but even if you do have those kids you do have those responsibilities i think you should like i said in the earlier the episode started on the side 
started on the side, build it up to the initial income that you already have coming in monthly and then just stop doing the first thing. If you want to, if you want to just work for yourself and then do that for the freedom aspect of it, cool. But if you want to build your income, do both at the same time. But right now for me, it's the perfect time to try it. I don't have any kids. I don't have any student debt. I don't have any financial responsibility minus this dog, <laughs> minus Django. So, you know, outside of him, I need to invest in myself. So, I really continually do that on a day-to-day basis. I choose to invest in me. I choose to uh, mitigate my expenses. And I really choose to live below my means so I can live the life that I want to later on. I can live the life that I want to when I want to go on vacation. I don't have to be, you know, as stringent on my budget whenever I go on vacation because I work my butt off now. So that's just all I got for y'all, man. I just really want y'all to stay tuned and really realize that you don't have to be self-made. You don't have to go and do this all in your own. Life is a game of like family, community. Like You really have to play into those people that you truly love and call dear near because that's the thing that you don't really realize. You got to stop taking that for granted. You got to stop taking people for granted. You got to stop taking things that you have in life for granted because I hear so many people talking about, what was me? This sucks. This is bad. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to lie, bro. Jesus was beaten, humiliated, and crucified on the cross. And you think your little, your coffee spilled on your shoes this morning, that was that was the end of the world? Oh, you got a flat tire? Oh, okay. Oh, your windshield wiper broke? Oh, oh all right, sick. You know, that those little things that really don't matter um, at the end of the day, you can make them matter. You can let them matter. You can let them have that real estate in your head, but it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to help you. It's not going to build your mindset up. It's not really going to benefit your day. I mean, I always think about this quote this basketball player said. I forgot how many seconds it is in a day. Let's just say, I think it's like 86000 or whatever. He said, if you had $86,000 in the bank and somebody took $10 from you, which is that 10 seconds of that inconvenience, would you still want the rest of that $86,000? And it's yes. It's facts. You would definitely want the rest of that money because... Who would who would throw the rest of that away? Just like you're going to throw the rest of your day away because of that minor inconvenience that you had. So stop sweating a lot of stuff. Really realize you're going to have obstacles along the way and learn how to maneuver around them. Like you just got to take it. You got to you can't think that it's just going to be gravy. Nothing's just gravy. I don't care if you Jeff Bezos, you waking up, you Elon Musk right now. You doing whatever you do. It's not gravy. Yes, these men are worth millions of dollars, millions but they still got to worry about things. They still got to worry about decisions they got to make, the people that are around them, the circles that they're creating. So, you know, be intentional about that um, and stay frugal, man. Stay frugal. Stay safe out here. I love y'all. appreciate y'all for tuning in to this episode of Trending Topics Podcast. Interact with me on social media, man. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the same social media handle at one Trey Hinder. Just hit me up, tell me what y'all think and how y'all feel and the things that y'all think I should talk about, cover on these episodes. Things that y'all have questions about, things that y'all really may need extra help with. Just let me know. Hit me up. I'm, I'm reachable. I'm accessible. So, hope y'all have a blessed day. Love y'all. Peace. Stay tuned. In this kingdom, teach my son, he come from royalty. My brother gone, now he can't hop inside this Royce with me. How I keep escaping death like he avoiding me. He was in my head and I trip every time them voices speak. Ain't choose the streets, my circumstances made that choice for me. No matter what, when it get rough, can't let that shit break you. When you face with reality, it's hard to shake the truth. You only realize them circumstances that make you. Seem like they hate on you for everything that they can't do. Growing up, it was just hoop dreams and they ate you. Now it's counting.